If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moscahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Ooh, what's that, Shue? Uh, this is Johnny Walker Black. Oh, uh, not, uh, not Fireball. Fireball? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a heterosexual male. What? Uh, what? Yeah, wow, that's that right. Makes, that makes no sense. Yeah, it does make no. sense. What that's happened? Made, what happened? Where? Made. What happened to? What happened to men? Where? When they used to drink whiskey, but now they're drinking. What are What are those those stupid ass barstool drinks called? Pink ladies. Pink. Pink, pink Whitney's. Pink Whitney's. Are you kidding me? What happened to men who drank liquor that burned? You know, instead well, we got guys wearing skinny friggin' jeans, no socks, and bucks, and they're drinking pink Whitney's. What the hell happened? What happened? There's guys walking into liquor paid stores. Off. They got paid and off. They're, they're buying sleeves of Fireball and scratch tickets. Scratch Fireball's tickets. Fireball's good get. for you. Fireball's good for you. Uh, it's pancake syrup. That's what it is. Fireball is good for you. It's it's good for you if you have a scratchy throat with allergies or whatever, you know. It's just actually I agree with that. What's really good for a scratchy throat is Grand Marnier. It's <laughs> actually very good. If you if you heat it up and put it with a little boiling water, you have a sore throat, it'll take the pain away for a little while. It's nice. That is so French, I don't even know what it is. I know. It's it's Grand purely Marnier. medicinal. Grand Marnier. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, sounds like I can't. They opened a uh, fireball, really. They opened a fucking weed <laughs> The last thing he said was, you you dumped out. So the, what we heard, Isaiah, was the internet connection opened, on this fucking thing is shit. You guys are last thing. Last thing we heard is we opened, uh, they opened a weed and then it stopped. <laughs> and we were like, it's oh, kicking in for us too. A weed what? Carnival? <laughs> Theme park? Marina? OBGYN? Mafia operation? My internet connection is being a fucking cunt right now. Wow. You figure Marblehead would have that shit down. Right, we're done. <laughs> nah, we don't want anybody coming in here. Fucking cunts. That's twice. So uh, is, uh, is, is Instagram going to push us down? Because I said that. I'm going to go on my phone. Eat me. No, you, you sound good right now. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have it perfect. Oh, okay. It sounds grown. Damn. Oh wow! So, Josh, um, how's the baby? Let's have some baby talk here while while Isaiah's out of the room. The baby's great. She just turned nine months, and she's she's uh, got she's starting to show like a sense of humor, and oh yeah, pulling herself up and standing on things, and it's a lot more exhausting. Everyone keeps saying the older they get, the easier it is. I'm no. like, mm. no, now she's on the move. She's just constantly looking for death. Right. Right. <laughs> once, once the legs start working, they're so fast. You could turn, like you could hear, you know, a car backfire and turn your head for two seconds and turn back. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah. They've set up, they've set up several shell corporations in South America. You know, they're on a yacht you know, doing influencer videos with energy drinks and shit like that. You know, they're so fast, Josh. I can't tell you how many times, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, you know, out loud, but how many times I lost Chloe at the playground, just turning Oops. my head, just turning my head for two seconds going, oh, what kind of dog is that? And then turning around and going, where the fuck is she? That's so fast. not a good feeling. Yeah, that's terrible. I that's, remember yeah. my family lost my brother once on Wells Beach and the, uh, the, Coast Guard was about to call in a helicopter. It got so bad. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Turns out he was, he was just hiding behind a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing bad there. But yeah, she is. Uh, she's on the move and she is starting to like play games and stuff. It, she's very fun and funny, but I. Oh, good. It's uh, I just can't believe how quick it is. Like I was like. 
nine months ago, I had to like hold your, you weren't alive. And when you came out, <laughs> I had to support your head. Now she's like, if I'm not giving her something fast enough, she's like pulling my eyeball out of my head because she's angry with me. Yeah. Like this it's yeah. only, it's only a matter of time before, before she's supporting your head. Let's be serious. Yeah, that's true. It all comes around into a circle. She'll be changing. She'll be changing your diapers. She'll be feeding you with a spoon, mushy stuff, and she'll be holding up your head. She'll be putting my shows on for me. She'll be trying to hold up your head and and make you sign that piece of paper, handing over. You know that is called financial exploitation, Mister Shoe. That's right. That's right. Hey, no, you know what? I'm just happy I'm in a place. Where there's something to take. So that makes that makes her the dummy, right, Isaiah? Because really, what kind well, of financial control are you gonna have over Josh Dolan? Correct. Like if you're gonna come out and try to rip somebody off, you better go get adopted. Get out of there. <laughs> right. Then try to rip them off. Yeah. Well, Josh was funny the other day. I was I'm helping his uh I can talk about this, right? Josh with Jeremy. Oh yeah, sure. I mean yeah. So he reached know. out, he said, uh, oh, it's just he was looking for he's in high school and he's um, finishing up senior year and he's, um, working on, you know, um, broadcast or whatever's happening at his high school. And so Josh reached out and said, Hey, you know, I can reach out to Ray Croft cause I know him, but I do business with them. Can you blah, blah, blah. So I reach out and say, Hey, well, you know, sports hub, Nesson, NBC sports. Hey, you know, can we, you guys do an internships? Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Quick as shit. I, I call up Jimmy donuts. I said, Hey, listen, well, first of all, I called Jimmy donuts and his fucking voicemail is full. So Jimmy not Jones only is he a busy guy, he writes comedy for like hundreds of people. That's <laughs> sure that. Like, yeah, I mean, panhandlers across all all the New right. England states have Jimmy Donuts material written right, on index right. cards. Yeah, or or Clara needs to skip multiple generations before she does financial exploitation with anybody. Point being, I digress. Is <laughs> Josh is like, hey man, thanks for doing this. And it, within five minutes, I've got two people going, sure, give me, give me his resume. And Josh goes, I swear to God, my brother's going to be making more money than me in fucking two years. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm... Because and you're he, not wrong. And Clara's <laughs> going to be making more money than you in two years. Right. She, she probably will. But also, I, I was saying that just because I'm like, I, I wish I had a brother that could just make a phone call and get me an internship like that. I had to find my way blindly. Well, you don't ever call where, where us. Was, where was where was your first internship, Josh? Uh, WZLX. Okay, and that was now was that a paid internship? Absolutely not. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you were probably one of the last generation to actually do a real internship. Yes. Right, because and- when being an intern meant you did everything for free. You did it for right. experience points. Yeah, or or academic or credits, credits, credits. Right. Academic Ac- credits. There was academic credit, right? But, and networking. But, you know. Right, networking, that whole deal, but nobody got paid. No. And then somebody somewhere along the line complained about getting somebody coffee. Mm-hmm. And then now internships mean you have to get paid. You don't get paid to go to class. Like that's a job that's, that you're getting paid. Right. Exactly. Hey, that's, I know, that's Mike's Josh. point. That's his yeah. point. It's, I, I, took it's, two, it's, I took two years of like anal fisting from Charles Laquadero. Oh. But, and, and I'll tell you right no, no, not literally, fi- figuratively. Figuratively, of course, his oh, his wrists were tiny. It w- they wouldn't even touch oh. the edges. Well, shoe um, has to say, wait, this wait, wait. They did settled. Tank get in? Did Tank get in there? Tank, oh. there, that's a big fist. Right. Tank, tank was sports. a big, Tank was a big man. A, I mean, in all, in all, like in, in every meaning of the word, he was a. If we go, if we go around the horn, not to get man. away from your inter- internship, Charles Lockwoodera, Tank was in there, so you probably met uh, who was the voice guy. He had a little Billy wrist. West. I worked Billy very West. closely, and which was the thrill of my life watching that guy work. Right, he, right. He was he was a five tool player. He could do every voice. He could write every comedy. Day. He could produce it. Um, he could play every instrument on the planet, and he was a really good mentor mm. too. on top of good. all that. Like if you asked him for advice, he shut off all the comedy and said, listen, this is what you should do. And he was really just That's a good awesome. guy all around. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you'd know him for these, not the only thing, but he's still, I believe that Bumblebee on the Cheerios commercial, right? The honey, nut Cheerio B honey, nut Cheerios. And then Jesus was, Christ. Don't forget. He did a bunch so of voices dumb. on Futurama, including fry. Oh, and that's, and that's coming that's back. Paycheck. Yeah, I remember taking oh. my daughter to the um one of the Comic Cons up in Wilmington. Yeah. And he was there 
and walking up to him, it'd been a long, I mean, I don't know, 20, 30 years since I talked to him. I said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me. You know, I used to have hair and I interned for Charles. He's like, Oh, I totally remember you and stuff. And, and I said, well, let's be real. Yeah. You're in Boston and you're most likely one of the only, you know, Chinese guys in Boston radio. So. Well, interning anyway. (laughs) True. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At that time, yeah, absolutely. It was between you and right. one other person, like Jenny Wu on Channel Five. Yeah, as far as Asian people go, yeah. <laughs> right. And then as far as minorities at BCN at that time, it was me as and an nobody. intern. Oh, Sherman Whitman, the legendary Sherman Whitman, who oh, just retired. He no was way. A news, he was a BCN news guy when BCN actually had a news department. Right. Uh, again, super nice guy. <laughs> But well, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we got away from the internship. So you went from not getting paid, you got fisted, and then we went down the BCN road. Sorry about yes. that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. So it's like interns these days are like, it's it's a job because you're getting paid, right? So you're just getting an earlier them, job is all that. I don't know. I, I don't think, taking a class. I, I don't think for the case of, of your brother, they're necessarily paid, but you're right. Like there are fucking so many jobs that it's like you go through well, how much am I getting paid? Fuck you. Like, go, go, go work a little bit. Like, go show me that you can, you know, come to me your senior year and say, okay, uh, I'm going to do this for credits. I think what's going to happen for Jeremy, if he can get something in that situation, the radio side's not doing as much, but NBC sports and Nesson, it may or may not be paid, but who gives a fuck? You're in there. Yeah. It's the experience and the exposure that you get in the industry. You just need a foot in the door. It's hard. Well, it's hard to get in. It's even harder to stay in, but. Oh God. Right. I was like, I was like, I was scratching at the doors of program directors. Oh God. I was like shoving resumes, you know, under their windshield wipers. I was, I was doing everything I could. To get the attention stup- of people, I did just, to, just to get a non-paying position <laughs> to take nothing but abuse and get people coffee. But that's because you really love to do it like that. You <clears throat> wanted it more than other people. And that's what you have to do. Because I got people jobs at AF that I knew from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And they would get in and they'd be like, thank you so much. I can't believe you helped me out with this. And then like six weeks, I think there was a few of them that like, quit in a few weeks because they wanted to be on the air and have so fucking show. and they're like this is going nowhere this is taking forever and i'm like how about you show your worth first right yeah <laughs> how about you get good first show your worth and like learn from getting an entry-level job and there was so many i think there was three people i helped get a job they all quit within like six months that's crazy that's, you know what that's what you just said right there josh that's that's it it's like, why don't you show them something? If you want Anything. them, if they, if you want them to notice you, you got to do something noticeable. Yeah, you know. And then until then, get another job, get two other jobs. You know, not to sound like the old man, but that's what I did. No, you're not. You're not. You're you you're, you're coming from a. You're coming from uh, the way your parents raise you. I'm not going to say generation. That's such a shitty thing to say because then everyone sections us off in ten year spans. But you were raised a certain way. You you are raising your daughter a certain way. Your wife and you are a certain way. Josh does the same things. Laura, everyone's got their own mentality. In a case like that, coming in and being gone in, in six months, it made my brain trigger. And I'd love to talk to someone if they said, hey, so how's it been for you since you got into it? If, I, if you really want to look at what was super important to me at the time, because I grew up on the North Shore and I listened to BCN and I love that shit. I tried to get in there 500,000 times when it was not even remotely possible. I guess if you really look at it, in the grand scheme of things, it took me 30 fucking years to get an on-air shift at WAF, and it was part-time. So you want to talk about taking your fucking time and working and doing what you got to do here, here, there, this, that, sales. Fuck you. You don't think I wanted to jump right the fuck in and be like, Charles Laquadera. That guy's fucking awesome. Ken Shelton. Oh my God. I couldn't hear AAF growing up. I could hear a, a kind of sort of scratchy. And I was always like, that's that cool rock station out in the woods. Cause I lived on the North shore, you know, couldn't hear it. And how long does it can't just walk in and be like, hi, I'm here. Yeah, Can can't. I have a morning show? You can't even have a fucking internship. Like at all. I want to give someone we used to work with JC coffee, right? You guys remember him? I oh do. yeah. I okay, Josh, so knows him. Josh knows him very right. well. So, Okay, so what was he doing up in New Hampshire? 
he was a bunch of stuff. He was PD of the mill and mm-hmm. WZ. Yeah, but didn't he end up being a, like an operations manager or something? Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. He was at Town Square. He was at Town Square Media. Well, first he was Portsmouth. at Saga when when he was at Saga when he was at AAF, and then he had to quit AAF because he got the um like the I forget like they didn't they they didn't the, want him being on both stations. Yeah, and he got the Stupid. the WOKQ and the Shark up in Dover, New Hampshire. Well, he was like wasn't he of, wasn't he PD while he was working at AAF? Yes. Okay, so this guy was a program director, correct? And at a for a couple of radio stations, yep. and yet still drove down to Boston to work right. part time on the weekends. Put his time in for WAF. Correct. All right. Now he could have just like concentrated on being a program director and doing his thing in New Hampshire, but he wanted he wanted it. Also, and he and so he, he didn't have he an ego in, about it too. Where I'm not doing weekends. I'm a boss. Right. Right. Exactly. Fuck that. Fuck that. You guys Are remember, you kidding me? Do you guys remember Keith Rice? He was part time for a little while on the weekends. No. Yeah. No. So he wasn't he wasn't Ron Long because he got he got a, a full time job or like a, a better job. But he was from Connecticut. He okay. worked in I think he worked in. I want to say New Haven hmm. could have been New London. One of those. Was he working at like like real radio one hundred and four? Yeah, down he there? was. Yeah, he was yeah. working at like a, a, a. I think it was a, a CHR down there, right? Okay. So, yep. Top forty. So, but when I met him one weekend coming in on a Saturday, I was trying to get some work done and this guy's in there. I'm like, Hey, I'm Mike. Who are you? He's like, Oh, I'm Keith Rice. I do middays at this station in Connecticut, but I'm, you know, I, I do one shift every weekend here at AAF, you know, nice. cause he wanted to get in, he wanted to get into a bigger market. Yep. And so even though he had a, a, an established job, he was still putting in the work. Right. You know, just to compare to someone who gets that internship and then after six weeks says, this is going nowhere. Well, that's entirely up to you. Well, how many people, Josh, and Josh can attest to this is, excuse me, you know, when we put out fucking, you know, we're trying to get people to sell the podcast or, you know, we're looking for people to help with some of the the back, back end editing or whatever, you know, there's a lot of attention, a lot of DMs and whatnot, but then, you know, they all of a sudden don't quite understand that okay like god forbid you spend the next six months getting guests for us every week whatever god forbid you work with josh on editing or setting up a next the next live show you're not going to be part of the schism it, it, it gone are the days i think of, of 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 mike we clearly go back a few more decades of you know you're in that room and you're doing it in that room and, and you're having to come up with content four hours a day, five days a week, six days a week, because, of course, you had to do a fucking weekend shift and open up every AT&T store at fucking seven o'clock at night, regardless of whether or not you did the morning show, blah, blah, blah. But then that one person who's always there, Josh, this is how you worked your ass right through all of it. You got your fucking ass in there and you started writing and you sat there and you answered phones and you did your shit. And next thing you know, you got a little bit here on the morning show. You became friends with boom. Next thing, dink, dink, fast forward. Here you go. You're sitting next to Mike Shue doing fucking afternoons. But you didn't just walk in and be like, hey, I did a gig at Giggles. Like I should, shouldn't I be fucking and here? I know some people in the industry that does do that. But I, no, I it happens everywhere. It's stupid. It does. But I think, I think part of that is how bad do you want it? And right. I, I just know, because like, when I was on doing the Hillman morning show, I lived in Dover, New Hampshire, which is about 80 miles away from Brighton. And with no traffic, that's two hours. Yeah. And you know, in, in the worst winter we had in a long time, it was like that record breaking. The first year was that record breaking uh, snow year. And I just remember being, I was making no money and, getting up at I think I had to leave my apartment by 3 a.m. and mm. to be able to make it there for five and if I even left five minutes late I would be stuck on the Zakem Bridge oh. and it was I did that every single day and I was so broke that many mornings I remember counting quarters and looking under like my seat and stuff at the gas station being like am i even going to be able to make it to work because i had to count quarters and then go in and then hope it got me there and i just i just remember thinking like one day this is all going to be worth it like this is all for a reason 
And right. like, I, I still loved doing that than if I was working at a place that I hated making more money. So I think the people that were quitting after six months, I was frustrated because I was like six weeks. Yeah. But all three <laughs> of them quit within six months. Oh, right. And I just, they were probably happy working somewhere else, doing something else for a little bit more money and I just would not have been happy. Well, and that's also I a good saw thing the big I think... picture. I think people don't see the big picture of what you're doing and right. that nobody's going to give you permission to write bits and show do extra stuff because people are always like, well, I'm not getting paid extra. <laughs> like, well, then go home. I don't know. What Mike, Shu, have you seen the, uh, and I know you've seen it now, Josh, the, the, um, the Showtime Oh my god! Documentary yes. on the comedy times. store. No, on Showtime. Oh, dude, dude, I, it 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 must have hit. I'm not even sure how Josh hadn't seen it because that's his jam. But whatever, I saw it maybe 13 seconds before he did. Maybe that was it. I told him like, spend the 10 bucks, stop being a fuck. And it is such a great documentary about a legendary place. So 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 use WAF <clears throat> as the comedy store, like that place that mecca that 50-year thing that people wanted or use bcn or use you know pick it k-rock in new york this thing is so fucking good it's and it's uh i cannot try through the, the first three episodes <clears throat> it's so good certainly that doesn't Josh sound can, like comedy it but it's no just Crying. just the nostalgia. funny about comedy <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more of like a cry like watching somebody lift the stanley cup and oh you get, like choked up so good like i finally finished it last night because i i had gotten away from like whatever for whatever and then i saw the last one last night and really it's just such a great piece and mike you'll appreciate this because it's it's years and years and years of being at an institution and hopefully there'll be a day where we can all go back and relive those things unfortunately what we want to go relive is fucking not there you know the comedy store is still there and it's been through its iterations and and Polly shore's mother is the woman that ran that place and oh my god from the days of richard Pryor to the dark eras of the early 2000s when nothing was happening to what it became again and the last episode last two episodes i saw was they were really focused on Joe Rogan's, you know, where he came from nothing. You and, and there's every I don't think there's a comedian out there that's not covered in this. And it's just it's very you know similar to the big part about. of it is our friend Tom Dreesen. He mm -hmm. right. A lot of, uh... Oh my God. Dude, Mike, you gotta watch it's it's really good and you'll appreciate it having been in the radio, still in the radio business, but for as long as you have where it's like, wow, that's in your head, you're going to go back to your early Bruce Mittman days. You're going to go back to your days of being, didn't you say you were in Virginia for a while? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. All the places that you were and where you wanted to go. And then when you got there and how good it was in maybe Worcester and how weird it may have gotten to Huntington Ave and 20 guest street and all this shit. It's, it's a, it's called the comedy store. I think it's just called the comedy store, but it's fucking so good. It's really, you'll, you'll I think you'll really enjoy it. We should get dude. Those are all your people, Josh. Like, fuck, we should have a. It's not like you just call Joe and be like, "Hey, come on on." But like that, well, I, thing can, I can call Tom Dreesen and say, "Come back on." That guy and, has the best stories ever. And that yeah, episode would be just him. I mean, dude, the the stories that they all told Whitney. I mean, they, dude, it's everybody from Jay Leno, David Letterman, Whitney Cummings. Uh, David uh, Letterman looks like Fidel Castro now. David Letterman, David Letterman, it, like he's he looks like the Unabomber. He's fucking. He awesome. still makes me laugh so hard just with like the little things he like sneaks into his sentence where he's like, "Well, you know, you had to guess the weight of a lemon, and we gave you a car or whatever." Just all those like David Letterman, like I wouldn't give his problems to a monkey on a rock. It's like, a weatherman from Indiana. That and you learn about these people, the ones that write and the ones that just riff and the ones that play off the audience. The great part about that, I think, and maybe you'll agree with me on this, Josh, is it was crazy how everybody used that room to practice. As scary as it was, it was a place to go work out and do 
your shit. It was and like even, an internship, and, and then they started getting a little antsy, and then now they're getting paid. Right. That was a whole strike. There was a whole thing back in the day where there was a strike because... Uh, oh, yeah, Mitzi that's ne- right. Right. Mitzi never paid people because, because back in the day, that thing was a funnel to The Tonight Show. Right. Every time, not every time, but it became a thing where you went to the comedy store, you worked out your shit. Next thing you know, you're on the fucking Tonight Show, which is the biggest show on the planet with Johnny Carson. Right. That was that was the that was the the Tonight Show was your launching point into the next level. Oh, God. So didn't Tom Dreesen. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. Was he the one of the guys that organized that strike? He 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 ended up being the spokesman for the comedians. Right. Okay. So he was right. like their rep. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. All right. I remember him talking about that. And he didn't yeah. feel good about that. No, no he didn't. Well, it was because, because he loved the people at the comedy store too, but he wanted well, things and, to get right. resolved. And because it resulted in that guy jumping off the hotel right. balcony, trying to hit yeah. the comedy store. And he was just like, I I'm out. I can't too <laughs> yeah. much, too much shit. But it's cool to sit and like the, the last piece they did, you know, you've got Whitney Cummings, you've got Jay Leno, you've got Joe Rogan, you have Bill Burr. Uh, there's a young woman who's an up and coming uh, comedian who's fucking funny. I can't Annie think of Letterman. her name, right? Yes, dude, she's fucking funny. Who was that? Annie Letterman. Annie Letterman, L-E-D-D-E-R-M-A-N. So she, yeah, she's, she's good. And it, it's just good. I mean, you, you go back to when, like Richard Pryor used to go in there. This is you know one of the biggest comics of the time. And he would go in there on a random night and just stink. But it wasn't because he stunk. It was because he was, he was getting free his basing. reps. He was right. free basing. Right. Yeah. Free, free wheeling and free basing. Right. Yeah. Both, both, yeah. both. It's just, it's just a great, I like documentaries when they get into that shit, especially with, you know, shit that we all adore and comedies. Um, and I'm very happy that they included Michael Keaton in it and that he was able to talk about his days there because I feel like I forget all the time that he was a comedian. And right. I feel like most people don't know. They think he was just started as an actor, but he was actually oh, yeah. a really good comedian. And what then, about uh, the lady from, uh, from 24 who played Chloe? Oh, um, uh, uh, Oh God! Well, how do you say her name? I don't know. <laughs> Mary Ann. I remember I interviewed. Now I can't remember her last name. It's Swedish or yep. Scandinavian, but it's like I remember I had to interview her, and mm-hmm. like all morning, and it was one of the times where I had to I had to fill in for Greg. Yep. And so it was like I had to do all that, but all morning in my head I kept saying her name <laughs> over and over again, so I would say it right, and we finally get her on the phone, and I and I totally <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> totally that it makes up. it worse because i said i'm so it. sorry i'm sorry she's like that's okay i'm used to she was very nice but it was just like i i couldn't oh what is her rux rust jab i have to look that up now it's gonna but she she was she mary was, lynn rux uh raj ski see? you need some more vowels in there right I, yeah. my see? mouth doesn't <laughs> see but she but she was like she was a stand-up comic and you my first time seeing her was as Chloe on 24, right. which is not funny. This is a fucking girl who's like, ah, I'm going to help Jack Bauer save the fucking world yeah, from nuclear was, explosion. She was perfect for that role because she was like a, she was like a hacker. Correct. Right. So she had to have that kind of that uh, sarcasm and that right. wit. Very you know, dry. To, to give that. And uh, oh yeah. Mary Lynn Raskub. I think that's how you say that. Yeah. It kind of sounds like you're saying an actual last name in reverse. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Razgub and the last Razgub, six letters are, well, I'm going to say the last six letters of your last name. They're silent. We're yeah. just not gonna, just it's not like, gonna. yeah. It's like, <clears throat> what do you think the best part of that was Josh? That, I mean, that I saw so much in there that was so good. Obviously you cried your way through the first three episodes, but I like, mean, I've, I've known the history. I've been obsessed with like the history of comedy since before I can remember. I don't even know when Earth. it started, but <laughs> I, I like, I loved the history of the comedy store. And before I ever went out to LA, when I was like a senior in high school, I used to have like dreams about actually being at the comedy store. Like I wanted to go there so bad. And then I got there and found out I wasn't old enough. So it was down to black factory, but, um, (laughs) did you, did you get, did you get a spot at the laugh factory? No, I didn't, but I I hung out there and knew like where the, so you walked by the building. No, I, I would go in, but I knew where okay. the comedians would hang out and I would like stalk the the Laugh Factory YouTube, like when YouTube started first becoming a thing. 
So like a lot of people there didn't know their comedy, but I was obsessed with it. So I knew who they all were. And like, I made friends with guys like Chris D'Elia. And mm. so, yeah, I didn't get stage time, but you got to get there at like 5 a.m. And it's once a month. And Dude, Mike, going back to the, going back to the tenacity of wanting something, the, the, uh, the, the description of this woman, Mitzi, having such a methodical approach to what they called the door guy, the door guy, right up to the people that got what was called past, you know? So you've got people that would come in there and there could be someone like Josh. And if Josh lived in LA, Josh would have gone in and gladly said, I'm going to be the door guy, whatever you need. But it's a group of people that are sitting people down, doing tickets. You're an usher, but you're also working your stuff and you get you, you but you're in the thing. It's right. just like us in radio. Yeah. It's like, you're in the building. That's how so, it still works. Like, well, that was you like go to you. a comedy club. That was right. like you, Isaiah, for AAF anyway. Not yeah. not your other jobs, but you were like, you were in sales. Yes. Right? But then it's yep. like, okay, I do sales, but I also am on the air. And then Correct. occasionally, you know. Correct. I do, well, I, I, do, I, did, I, I had gone from the on air for so long to move into full sales. And the first, dude, the first five years of you and me knowing each other, I was just sales, right? I mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. touch. Uh, I did some voice work for Kevin to help out to be another voice, right. but I yeah. was I was not I was not getting anywhere near the studio because I never went to Ron and said I couldn't fucking cross those lines. This at this point was now Boston. It wasn't other markets. It was like I can't. This ain't gonna work. No one's gonna no. Shut up. And when I left and started my business, that was when. You know, it was my wife. I'll credit her. She's like, how are you not on the radio somewhere doing this? You love that shit. Even, and I said, boop. And I called, you remember Mike Zarnecki? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Zarnecki he's awesome. He's doing well in New Hampshire right now. He, uh, he, when all those stations merged and went the way they went, uh, RKO went over to iHeart, you know, the sports hub went over to this one. Everything mm -hmm. switched around. We ended up getting magic and mix and all that, whatever the mm -hmm. fuck. And I said to Mikey, I said, uh, cause I lived in Malden at the time. And that was walking distance to where iHeart is, where Kiss and ZLX. Right. I said, hey, you know, there, Sunshine. Um, you know, I'm walking distance. I could come down, you know, cut a weekend shift or something, maybe get back in the and he goes, Funny, I just got here. I don't quite have any access to ZLX, but you do realize two or three of us just left AAF. Because he had to go. Another right. kid went, and one of our other buddies um ended up going to BZ News, and I think his mom passed or whatever. There were all of a sudden these spots, and I reached out to fucking RV. Him knowing what I'd done was one thing, but I, I was a salesperson in front of him for years. And I thought the guy was going to tell me to fucking fuck you, pound sand. Dude, that guy, as you know, he's got a memory. He's go, yeah, you worked at Rock 101, WHEB back in the day. We've talked about this. Sure, go train with Carrie and go. I'm like, excuse me? Also, <laughs> while, while we're on this subject. Excuse me? <laughs> While we're on the subject, I already wrote down the time because I, I know I'm going to cut this out. But yeah, I can see really? that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I, I don't mean like. How about Hold that? On. To take over and... the Christian AAF. Hold on. Cut. So anyway. I don't know. You know what? No. Oh. <clears throat> no, but that was that was one of those. Again, the, I think the whole purpose of is what, when you had that chance, and you're exactly right, Mike. That was like, okay, wait. And I'd already known Mike for years. Literally, but it was funny though. Walking in, and we were doing Rock for Change, and I love. I remember this to this day. You put on that, just like okay. So you think you're coming into this fraternity now, you bitch. Mike looked at me, he goes, you're not getting my fucking show, asshole. And he oh, yeah. walked out. You probably don't even remember that, but it was no, great. No, no, no. I said, I said that to every person they brought around. Ron would bring people and give me what he called, you know, the nickel tour. And like, he goes, why don't you hang out here for, for about 10 minutes and, and just look at the studio and talk to Mike and he'll give you the, you know, everything, <laughs> you know, what's, what's going on. Any part-timer, anybody he hired. Yeah. So they would hang out and I'd show them some stuff and talk about some things and be friendly. And then. Uh, Ron would come back and he'd go, okay, we're, we're good to go. And Ron would leave the studio and I'd go, hey, if you try to fucking take my job, I'm going to kill you. Kill and I'd known this motherfucker as a good friend for years, oh, but I he didn't fucking, care. He's like, no, I, I know what that fucking business is like.
He's like, let me tell you something, Isaiah. You yeah. ain't getting my fucking job. You try to take my fucking job, I'll kill you. Only God can take my job. And she did. <laughs> and she did. Yeah. But that was that was that was that that was that moment in time. And you're right. You 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 just you, you're 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 working part. But I'm not even kidding. Go back to what I originally said, Josh. If you think about the scale of things, if I wanted to, as a kid growing up, work in Boston, it's all I had this obsession with, right? Thirty fucking years later, that's why it was so emotional to me because I'd lost my parents and I was just like, oh my god, because they were all. My dad was always like, be patient, be patient. And and as part time as it was, I was blessed to be able to play with you guys and do some really cool things on some of the full time shows. But it's like, fucking, that's a message to anybody today. You think you're gonna walk into something and just have it handed to you? You're out of your fucking mind. I don't care if you're bagging groceries and you want to own Shaw's. You bag the groceries for a while. Right. Plow the streets, sweep the steps, yeah. do shag the carts, fucking mop the floor, clean the what fucking the bathroom, fuck? asshole. What the and and right. on the flip side, never give shit to those people that do that stuff. And I learned that on the sales side of things. If you're working on trying to get someone to do business with you and you have an opportunity to speak to somebody, don't be a fucking dick and treat that person less than you think they're the CEO. Because tomorrow that motherfucker can be the CEO or that could be the son of the CEO. So work on a little humility over here and just work your way in, be nice, be kind. And, you know, God forbid you put some effort into it. So that's a good rule to follow, but that also helps in, you know, any industry, I feel like, because people, the the people you meet on your way up, you're going to meet them on the way down too. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's absolutely true. And you don't know if by the time you get to the top, that person you took a piss on is like, huh, Mm. Good to see you, Mike. Remember when you were an yeah. ass wipe to me? But oh, but, it, but it comes down to what you said, Isaiah. Just don't be a dick. I don't? mean, you don't. You know, if if you're if you're like if someone's like you know at the grocery store and they're mopping the floor and you're mm-hmm. like in charge of the cashiers or whatever, it doesn't mean that you can be a dick just because you're nope. you've worked there longer or have a higher position. You know, you're a, a really wi- a really wise man once said to me. Um, you know, it takes two seconds to be a dick. It takes two seconds to be nice. It's a, and it's, it's a pretty quick decision yep. and that's all, you know? And then he said, Hey kid, did you see where I put my keys? <laughs> so, um, but I always remember that always remember that. That was like when I first started with the morning show and I, I was, I kind of sat there and he came in and he's like, he's like, ah, oh, you, you He's like reevaluating your decision. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out if I want to keep doing this. And that's when he told me that. And he said, just don't. And then he said, don't let him wipe the smile off your face. That's awesome. You know, and those are two things that are just like they've, you know, coming from a guy who could barely do the job. But <laughs> at the same time, he knew people, yep. you know, and and I've kept that with me. I, I, I should have gotten a tattoo to the back of my neck. You still something. can. It's yeah, tattooed in here. You know, it's just, it's just, it's something that stayed. Yeah, I know it's tattooed here along <laughs> with a lot of other things about that guy. <laughs> you ever seen his fucking balls? Jesus. No, no, actually. We're in uh, Galway, Ireland at this place called the red square pub. Brought to you and, by Jameson. And uh, no, that was Guinness. And or that. <laughs> um, so it was, a, it was a weird setup because you'd walk in the front door and there was a little like kind of front area, but the bar kind of the, it was weird. It was like the next room was the bar and there was a big opening, but the bar itself kind of came out at an angle. Like the room was at an angle. So the corner of the bar was at that entrance and so to get into that room you had about five feet maybe maybe four feet of space and there's no problem walking through it or anything but it was just a weird it was a weird setup it was almost like a bottleneck yeah when it got when it got crowded people kind of congregate there so we're in there we've had a few drinks you know and the uh galway university girls soccer team rolled in at, and they went up to the bar and they're all up there and they're, they're raising hell. And LB's like, Oh, this is great. And <laughs> so his move was just to take his pants off 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Took his pants off and stood in that space where the corner of the bar was that squeezed that. And so he took up most of that space pantsless. With his balls dangling. The greatest thing was, first of all, the girls weren't impressed. Secondly, (laughs) the best part of the night was standing there and watching people trying to get by him. Yeah. Because that uh, was the only way in and uh, the only way out. That was the main entrance. And if you wanted to get to the rest of the club, there was like a whole nother like big room behind where the bar was. And that's where like the dancing was and the, the food part and everything. So you had to go through that little space. That's why I was saying it was kind of a weird setup. So you come in and there's this pantsless Canadian with his balls hanging out and he's swinging it, you know, no hands. People are just giving it the old, you know, trying to get by, you know, kind of, you know, moving their body sideways so they don't touch his nuts. I mean, if he tried that nowadays, the, I mean, he'd be carried out in a paddy wagon. I mean, well, that's the thing. The bouncers, the bouncers were were watching him the whole time, but they were too busy laughing their asses off. Right, at how stupid and, and they it were, was. And they would point at people. They would say, "Oh yeah, you just got to go through there." Yeah, you're all set. You know, and they they take their they take the cover charge. You're all set. The the things in the back, and you just got to go through there. You and have to do a and, conga and they, line, and they'd point, and there'd balls. be LB's ass. Oh, you know, and they'd look, and they'd be like, oh, uh, and it's like a you know a guy with his date. You know, I'm just thinking, it's like, hey, let's have a nice night out. Let's go, <laughs> let's go have some drinks, maybe do a little dancing. You know, and they walk in, and then there's LB. You know, and they're just like, oh, uh. <laughs> fucking great man it was fucking great probably kept the crowd from getting rowdy because you don't want that guy fighting you that has no pants right well (laughs) probably not to to his credit the the like one of the uh uh the uh irish state police their version of the state police are called the garda and a couple of those guys walked in and they just said hey can you put your pants on he's like oh yeah i'm sorry and he just put his pants <laughs> it was no incident or anything no and, they, and then he hung out with them and talked and stuff and you know lb you could make friend with a fucking fire hydrant so yeah i mean right everything is better with a signed eight by ten you know right well <laughs> well it's not a bad thing so josh can we get into the whole thing that you sent us a text about about making the thing happen later in the thing about or can we not talk about the thing or we just don't announce it. And All right, then. <laughs> yeah, let's just pretend. This it never is why happens. I just said the thing about the thing. And if the thing happens, then we'll talk about the thing. The thing will right. happen when the thing comes. That's your promo right there. Exactly. <laughs> this should be the title, too. So today we talked about the thing and the thing, and then a little bit about the comedy store. And LB's and we... thing at the bar. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. LB's balls, the comedy store, the thing about the thing, and. This thing about the thing is great right now because I've been watching The Sopranos, and that's it's all like you talk to that guy about that thing we were looking at, <laughs> the thing. Did you, did you go back and watch it from the beginning? I fucking love that. Oh, show. I've, I never watched it before. No so, way. Yeah, I've never. I never watched. It. I was one of those people never watched Sopranos. That's In fact, okay. what's his name? Greg Fitzsimmons made fun of me for that, right? <laughs> he said, "What do you read at night?" He's like, "What are you doing reading?" I said, <laughs> no. "Oh, I I was." Oh. No, no, I get I get high and go to bed. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, I, he was so like, but not so. I watched the Many Saints of Newark first. Yes, said, yes. That came, that came out. I said, you know what? This is it. I'm gonna watch the movie and then I'll watch the series. It'll just be in like a natural order. Lucia and, and I did I'm, the same I'm, thing. I'm punching so myself in the face from for not watching it to begin with because it's it's just so good. Now, it's, are the you best, in the season where they own the hockey team? Um, that's, that's oh yeah you're getting that mixed up with the uh the galantes oh that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah have you talked to aj yet about his new venture i haven't are we gonna I have just, him on uh, okay. yeah i was gonna ask you guys if you wanted to have him on again He's genius. that's genius who i mean just i mean what do, what do like most people love about hockey the, the fighting goals right and fighting <laughs> and so he just he just started it's just a hockey league with just fighting basically that it's wait, so he, awesome. he just it's did this board. now no no he's he's like he was supposed to come on a while ago but he was working on this thing and so he said let's talk after i announce it and he announced it and it's basically a fighting league like mma it's basically like hockey but there's no actual hockey it's just the fighting part so two guys come on the ice and skates and fight 
that's dude. that's the league. Hold yeah. on, one of the original one of the original members. Shada, the way you're holding that cat, it looks like it's abnormally he's, large. Fucking look at all right, all right, let's see. Jesus Christ! I mean, he's been watching cat shows. That's, that's a huge that's you... pussy. <laughs> yeah, but this is fucking Cheddar. Cheddar's on some of our merchandise. Look at that guy. Look at that man. That's a healthy he, cat. He's he's living a tough life right here with his sister Speedy. Right? He he looks really stressed out. <laughs> nah, he's good. You good? He wanted to say hi. He's like, put me on another T-shirt, Josh. Stop fucking around. I, but yeah, yeah we, we should we, we should try to get AJ on a talk because yes. that's a genius. That's like having that's like starting a whole other NASCAR organization, but just crashes, right? So yes. do they go on the ice and they just yeah. fight? They fight on the ice. So it's it's like it's like a it's like a boxing league or an MMA or fighting league, but it's but on ice. But do they ice. play the game? No, no. there's it's no just game. The fight. It's just the fights. Think of boxing, oh, but on they get two eight. guys on the ice to fight. They have a hockey fight. They they, <laughs> did, on try, they did try and get something like this going in like the early two thousands, and I think LB was actually supposed to be in it. And then there was something like that the government put a stop to it, or like the the sports fight commission. I don't know. Somebody it'll get canceled by it. some bitch. Somebody couldn't figure out how to regulate it and get money from it. Yeah, so, and license it. But I'm sure the Galantes uh, know a guy. So Dude, get yeah. him back oh, on. That would be awesome. We we yeah, still need to, get, we need to get jerseys. We got to get jerseys. We got we would wear those. We would do all the stuff. Yes. Oh, I, that was one of the questions I wear. I know your number, Isaiah. What number would you have on a jersey show? Here we go. Shocking. I told you what it would be. Four twenty. Oh. Three numbers at genius. Come on. One, two, three, four, twenty. What do you think I was going to say? Sixty-nine. I thought Someone's already, so. I thought he's already I... taken that. <laughs> that fucking dude from Buffalo has already taken that. He's uh, Wait, Josh is Josh is working on some things for us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ba based on how Josh moves, this will be around Christmas time that we see the fucking things. <laughs> things take. Listen, nothing takes this long. Get me your you fucking can't... brother's resume. That has nothing. Uh, I'm helping. Uh, it, all, okay. all it has to do with the Dolan bloodstream. Come on. Chop, chop. <clears throat> I'm going through the same thing, man. What? My daughter's slow. My daughter's 17. And I keep, she doesn't have a permit yet. Doesn't even have her permit. My brother's yet. 18. He doesn't have his license yet. I'm what, like, again, again, what happened? Fast enough. What happened? Because. Once I turned 16, I, I couldn't get out of the house and take that test fast enough. Oh, dude, 15 and a half. Remember that? Right? Just boom. There was just no like, reason to me go in anywhere. Fucking car, right? No, there that's is bullshit. reason to go. Bullshit. That's a fucked up generation thought right there. A car get is out freedom. Go. Don't you ever listen to fucking Bruce Springsteen? A car means freedom. That's what that is. A car is part but of the American dream. These kids Gosh, just have grown home. up. The, these kids have grown up on only the internet all they know is internet right. i feel like right. my generation is the last that remembers life before the internet and then it kind of hit like around like probably fifth grade so like middle school right. and they've just grown up with everything being like on your phone or on a right. ipad why, why go anywhere when you can get everything already in the palm and of if your you hand need right to, you can call uber right you need exactly food, you yeah. can have it brought to you we're I used to have to the, ride my bike if the, I wanted food. We're, we're turning into the big, giant, fat people that float around on those chairs in that movie. Wally. Wally, yes. Yeah, we're yeah. turning into those people. You know, and it's like, why go anywhere? Why get in a car and go anywhere and get into trouble when you can watch someone else do it on your phone? So stupid. You know, and it's like, I'm, but I'm in the same way. It's like, I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. You have to set this up yourself. I'll, I'll take you anywhere. I'll help you with anything, but you have to make the appointment. You have to take the test. She already knows how to drive. What happened? Yeah. They, I, it, no, it, 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 what happened is screens. You're exactly right. The, the opportunity to be entertained at an endless level is right in the palm of your hand. Entertainment, six guys in a car driving down to Amherst to buy a bag of weed. Right. That's entertainment. Yeah. Right? Entertainment. Ready? Entertainment. 
the movie Stand By Me. Right. I just watched that again the other night, dude. That popped. Actually, no, it was it was late. Lucia had fallen asleep, and I just finished watching a hockey game or something. And I was like, I want to watch a movie, but I want I want something that's not fucking. And I was just like, you know what? Boom. And I watched that thing, Soup to Nuts, and it's fucking just so good. There's no, there were no phones. There's no shit. They lied to their parents and said they were sleeping over each other's houses and marched down the, the railroad tracks to find a body. Right. For two days, slept in the woods. It just, again, yeah, going outside. Exactly. No I remember plan. that as a kid. The plan, no plan was to see a dead body, but no plan on how to get there, right? Or what just, to do when you go. found it. Just go, right? <laughs> just get up and go, right? That's what I was saying at the beginning. What happened? Wow. Everyone's, we saw, drinking, we saw. everyone's drinking pink Whitney's and taking <laughs> fucking selfies. <laughs> All they're fucking doing. That was when my thing started to go out because I said fireball and I wanted to hear it. My thing went out. But, you know, you're right. The, I mean, the funniest thing I say was like, yeah, they just opened up a weed and then he throws up and me and Josh, me and Josh were like, a what? A weed? What? what? <laughs> we'll never know. What did he say? He said weed. The last thing he said was weed. <laughs> I was talking about the weed store they opened in Benin Square in Salem, and oh I was happy God. they did it because I want to go over there and buy a bunch of fucking gummies. And no, I, Josh, I won't take them all. Yeah, I will take. Don't, don't the, pull a Dolan. I, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> don't, Dolan. Don't come to me for you know. Uh, trust me, I've had more THC in my body than certainly not Mike, but a, a few people. Hey, did you do the uh, the Harvest Cup this year again, Mike? Uh, uh, well, yeah, I did it back in um, November. Yeah. Wow, I feel like I forgot to ask you about that. No, we talked about it, but you were so high you forgot. Yeah, most likely. Somebody, most somebody likely. has a rewards card at the weed store. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There's one coming to town. Yeah, the Harvest Cup. <laughs> and I'm judging uh, again this year. And Good. uh I'm Good judging people. uh I'm judging. Oh, I can't talk about actually. I can't talk about what don't, I'm judging. Don't but yeah, they are the uh, Jen and uh Jeremy. And Jeremy are just the best people. And so nice. They throw a great event. So yep. if you're the Harvest Cup is gonna be again, I believe, in November. So DC if you grow seven. weed and you're really good at it, if you make, you know, any kind of butters or syrups or edibles, if you uh are someone who has a weed related product or business you should show it at the harvest cup because we had thousands of people come through including wu-tang clan and mike tyson so that's fucking know, cool you should you should definitely look into go to theharvestcup.org and look into getting involved because it's a great event for cannabis hey now josh have we sold any houses for one worcester homes yet um they haven't told me i don't know ah, one worcester homes new sponsor everyone's happy life is good let's sell some homes for them and you can go to their website, onewisterhomes.com. And if you need a website for your business, go to Invoke uh, Media. It's yes. Solutions. It's solutions now. Yes, it's solutions. Invoke solutions. All right, you guys. I got I to gotta duck out now. Also, one of the things I was going to, uh, I guess that's the podcast. Good night. It's, it's a good chunk of it. No, it's a good chunk of it.